Part 1, Chapter 2, Section 22 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss, translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 1, History of the Birth and Childhood of Jesus. Chapter 2, Davidical Descent of Jesus According to the Genealogical Tables of Matthew and Luke. Section 22, The Genealogies Unhistorical. A consideration of the insurmountable difficulties which unavoidably embarrass every attempt to bring these two genealogies into harmony with one another will lead us to despair of reconciling them, and will incline us to acknowledge, with the more free-thinking class of critics, that they are mutually contradictory. Consequently, they cannot both be true. If, therefore, one is to be preferred before the other, several circumstances would seem to decide in favor of the genealogy of Luke, rather than that of Matthew. It does not exhibit an arbitrary adherence to a fixed form and to equal periods. And whilst the ascribing of twenty generations to the space of time from David to Jeconias, or Neri in Luke, is at least not more offensive to probability than the omission of four generations in Matthew to historical truth, Luke's allotment of twenty-two generations for the period from Jeconias, born 617 B.C., to Jesus, i.e. about six hundred years, forming an average of twenty-seven years and a half to each generation, is more consonant with natural events, particularly amongst Eastern nations, than the thirteen generations of Matthew, which make an average of forty-two years for each. Besides, the genealogy of Luke is less liable than that of Matthew to the suspicion of having been written with a design to glorify Jesus, since it contents itself with ascribing to Jesus a descent from David, without tracing that descent through the royal line. On the other hand, however, it is more improbable that the genealogy of the comparatively insignificant family of Nathan should have been preserved than that of the royal branch. Added to which, the frequent recurrence of the same names is, as justly remarked by Hoffmann, an indication that the genealogy of Luke is fictitious. In fact, then, neither table has any advantage over the other. If the one is unhistorical, so also is the other, since it is very improbable that the genealogy of an obscure family like that of Joseph, extending through so long a series of generations, should have been preserved during all the confusion of the exile and the disturbed period that followed. Yet it may be said, although we recognize in both, so far as they are not copied from the Old Testament, an unrestrained play of the imagination or arbitrary applications of other genealogies to Jesus, we may still retain as an historical basis that Jesus was descended from David and that only the intermediate members of the line of descent were variously filled up by different writers. But the one event on which this historical basis is mainly supported, namely, the journey of the parents of Jesus to Bethlehem in order to be taxed, so far from sufficing to prove them to be of the house and lineage of David, is itself, as we shall presently show, by no means established as matter of history. Of more weight is the other ground, namely, that Jesus is universally represented in the New Testament, without any contradiction from his adversaries, as the descendant of David. Yet, even the phrase, 
Uyos David, is a predicate that may naturally have been applied to Jesus not on historical, but on dogmatical grounds. According to the prophecies, the Messiah could only spring from David. When, therefore, a Galilean, whose lineage was utterly unknown, and of whom, consequently, no one could prove that he was not descended from David, had acquired the reputation of being the Messiah, what more natural than that tradition should, under different forms, have early ascribed to him a Davidical descent, and that genealogical tables, corresponding with this tradition, should have been formed, which, however, as they were constructed upon no certain data, would necessarily exhibit such differences and contradictions as we find actually existing between the genealogies in Matthew and in Luke. Footnote. Eusebius gives a not improbable explanation of this disagreement, that, besides the notion amongst the Jews, that the Messiah must spring from the royal line of David, another had arisen, that this line, having become polluted and declared unworthy of continuing on the throne of David, Jeremiah chapter 22 verse 30, by the wickedness of its latter reigning members, a line more pure though less famed was to be preferred to it. End footnote. If, in conclusion, it be asked, what historical result is to be deduced from these genealogies, we reply, a conviction, arrived at also from other sources, that Jesus, either in his own person or through his disciples, acting upon minds strongly imbued with Jewish notions and expectations, left among his followers so firm a conviction of his messiahship that they did not hesitate to attribute to him the prophetical characteristic of Davidical descent, and more than one pen was put in action, in order, by means of a genealogy which should authenticate that descent, to justify his recognition as the Messiah. End section 22